This is Dr. August Kunkel in his teaching on the books of Chronicles. This is session number 18, God Fights for Us, Holy War. We now come to one of the more notable kings uh, that we uh, hear about in the scriptures. Uh, This is King uh, Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat uh, is uh, presented uh, very positively in Chronicles as the king who, in a unique way, uh, demonstrated that God is the one who is the victor in war, And war is not won by the power of your own armies. Now, uh, the story of Jehoshaphat, as we know it in the book of Kings, has got much more to do with his relationship to Ahab, that he was an ally with Ahab in some of his uh, wars against the Arameans, uh, and that uh, it was... uh, uh, through all of those wars that uh, Ahab came to his uh, ultimate judgment. But uh, that's not the uh, point in Chronicles. In Chronicles, rather, we come to the concept of holy war. Uh, holy war in Chronicles is one in which God fights for us. Now, we need to note that point very, very carefully because... The holy war in our context, and particularly in the Islamic context these days, is one when I fight for God. And uh, so I sacrifice my life in my war for God. But uh, that's far removed from the Christian concept. You can't do anything for God uh, (laughs) that's going to help God out. Rather, it is God who can do something for you. And uh, so that point is demonstrated uh, most prominently in the life story of Jehoshaphat. Uh, The reign of Jehoshaphat starts off in the most positive way in the presentation of the chronicler. He tells us about the way in which Jehoshaphat led in the instruction of the Torah. So this would have meant that uh, something of the teaching of Moses is available. Uh, It's in written form, and they know what it is that they need to do in terms of the worship of God, and they know what they need to do in terms of the relationship of the community. Uh, Furthermore, we see the uh, goodness of Jehoshaphat in his ability to fortify the cities and prepare for the defenses. Uh, here is again where we see something of that tension. Uh, relying on God to win your battles for you doesn't mean you don't do the human practical things like being careful to uh, protect yourself and to fortify your cities and to uh, be aware that there is an enemy and the enemy must know that uh, uh, you are ready Uh, so that uh, they can't uh, simply uh, take over. And then, of course, the chronicler refers to Jehoshaphat's uh, collection of tribute and the way in which uh, he supported all these projects of his kingdom. Now, here we come in Chronicles to what is so prominent in Kings, namely 
his alliance with Ahab. Now, uh, we remember Ahab, especially in relation to Jezebel and the conflict that they had with Elijah, uh, that uh, Jezebel was determined that all of Israel was going to worship Baal and uh, the prophets of God and the prophets of Yahweh uh, were all put to death, were all removed, except for those few uh, like Elijah and uh, uh, a couple of others that are mentioned uh, who managed to hide and managed to escape. Now, Ramot Gilead was an Israelite fortification on the east side of the Jordan in Gilead, as the name implies, and along the Yavok River, uh, which we have seen earlier on the map. And of course, the uh, east side of the Jordan River was always under threat from the Arameans. The Arameans dominated in Damascus, and they were always extending their territory from Damascus down along the east side of the Sea of Galilee and down towards the River Yarmouk, and uh, then beyond that towards the Yavok River. And uh, so in this case, uh, the Arameans had taken over Ramat Gilead, which was destroyed distinctly a city that uh, was to belong to Israel in the hills of Gilead. Now, uh, we remember there the uh, uh, conflict between um, Elijah and uh, the prophets of uh, Ahab. Uh, the prophets of Ahab all saying you should go to Ramot Gilead and uh, it's going to be given to you in victory, uh, which of course is not the way that it turned out. And uh, Ahab was uh, very fearful and he knew that this might be the outcome. So you remember the story of how Ahab disguised himself. Normally the king is the chief warrior. He's the one who's visibly present. He's the inspiration to the other soldiers so that they carry on with their warfare and keep on fighting. But Ahab was fearful that if he was that prominent, he could become the target. So he asked that uh, he be disguised and not known as the king. And uh, Jehoshaphat was the one who was to be exposed. But uh, it didn't work out well for Ahab because uh, the... uh, word of the true prophet, uh, were very much true. Uh, Ahab would die in battle, even if inadvertently, just killed by the arrow as a regular soldier. So we have the story of the death of Ahab, but we also have here the warning of Hananiah. Because, of course, uh, in, in Jehoshaphat was really engaging here in a way that was quite inappropriate. He was serving as an ally to Ahab and uh, serving as an ally in order to, by the power of human armies, uh, defeat the Arameans. Um, But uh, Jehoshaphat uh, is positive in terms of his own reign and his own rule in Judah. And uh, we are told about how he exercises uh, judicial reform in his own kingdom. We've talked about how the Levites have one of their functions as being a judge. And so uh, the fortified towns were no doubt many of them Levitical cities. 
And uh, Jehoshaphat appoints the judges so that the Torah of Yahweh can be exercised and followed the way that it should. And uh, Jehoshaphat uh, gives his sermon on how, as citizens, they need to be loyal to their king, they need to be loyal to society, and they need to be loyal to God. So what happens then at the reign of Jehoshaphat, at the end of the reign of Jehoshaphat, is that he faces another challenge. This is a challenge to the south. The challenge to the north really was Ahab's uh, issue. And uh, in Kings we see it was the way in which uh, Ahab was judged for all of his sins, again, in his own kingdom, especially the one about Naboth's vineyard and stealing a man's own inherited property, which was to be in his family perpetually. Uh, so uh, Jehoshaphat uh, is involved uh, kind of uh, loosely as uh, an adjunct and as an ally there. Not positive, not good, but his reign ends in a very positive way, according to the chronicler. Now, uh, Moab and uh, Ammon uh, were to the east, and uh, they have formed an alliance against Jehoshaphat, uh, very powerful kingdoms which are very distressing. So we have Jehoshaphat's lament, and this very much exemplifies what the chronicler is about. You need to seek the Lord, and that is precisely what Jehoshaphat does. He says, here are these armies, and Lord, uh, we seek you. What is it that you want to uh, do in relation to this threat against your nation and your kingdom? And here we have a prophet, Jehaziel, uh, who says the battle belongs to God. This is what we call holy war. God is the one who's going to fight for you. Uh, so here we have uh, that, uh, that way in which uh, Jehoshaphat uh, prepares for battle. He does so by assembling not soldiers, but the Levites. And it is the Levites and it is the priests who formed this great professional and who formed a Levitical choir. Now, in and of itself, uh, that's not such an unusual thing. Music actually often plays a role in warfare uh, in terms of directing uh, soldiers uh, uh, and in terms of uh, uh, conducting the course of battle. But uh, the way that Jehoshaphat does it uh, is entirely to present God as at the head of the army. So here you have the Levites and this choir going down towards uh, Edom to fight against Moab and against Ammon. It seems like a most unusual sort of thing. But of course, as the chronicler presents the story, uh, what happens here is that... Uh, the uh, armies uh, defeat themselves in terms of their own conflict, and uh, Jehoshaphat is the one who demonstrates the fact that a reliance upon God and seeking the Lord 
is the way in which we will have victory. Uh, so this is probably um, one of the most exemplary cases of God fighting for us. Uh, we could go back to Jericho and the Israelites uh, surrounding Jericho and uh, the priests uh, leading with the ark as they marched around Jericho. That's certainly a prime example of God fighting for us. And then uh, when the final day comes and they shout, uh, the walls fall and uh, the city becomes vulnerable to the Israelites. That's without question a primary example of God fighting for us. But Jehoshaphat has to be almost a close second in showing how God fights for us. This is Dr. August Kunkel in his teaching on the books of Chronicles. This is session number 18, God Fights for Us, Holy War. Thank you.